2: The US-led battle against ISIS, hailed as the most precise air campaign in history, is killing far more Iraqi civilians than anyone has acknowledged. It's Thursday, November 16th.
1: For weeks, Iraqi ground units were unable to push into the city the government requested airstrikes from the U.S.-led coalition. Today I authorized two operations in Iraq, targeted airstrikes to protect our American personnel and a humanitarian effort to help save thousands of Iraqi civilians who are trapped on a mountain without
2: food. This morning, 120 total U.S. airstrikes across Iraq now proving effective. The U.S. commanders say precise and effective airstrikes near Mosul have helped repel ISIL fighters, of course this is...
1: Those strikes have been among the most precise strikes that we have ever taken. The percentage, I won't go into it here, but I will tell you, you'd be astonished. This has been the most precise air campaign in history. I mean, I think it'll be studied in the future, and we're very proud of it, and that will continue. I reject any notion that coalition fires were in in any way imprecise. I would argue that this is, uh, I believe, the most precise uh, campaign in the history of warfare. We've gone to extraordinary measures to safeguard uh, civilian lives.
0: Okay, first of all, let me tell you about Mosul. Situation in Mosul in the 70s, where my teenage was, was a very nice place. We used to like to go to the amusement park, and uh, I like to ride a roller coaster. We'll ride it for like half an hour.
2: Bassem Razo comes from one of the old families of Mosul.
0: And then we'll go drive by the riverside. Uh, You'll see people right and left, sitting on the pavement, sitting on the lawns, mm-hmm. you can smell the, you know the fish, it's called Masgoof. All, all over the street, you can just smell the fish mm-hmm. being cooked on wood fire, and then uh, you can see people just sitting around, uh, drinking a bottle of Coke or a Pepsi or something, and uh, we just park the car and just walk along the riverbank.
2: It sounds, it sounds beautiful.
0: It is beautiful. It was beautiful. It was.
1: So after Basim graduates high school, he decides to leave Mosul. And he moves to Michigan, where he has relatives and extended family.
2: For the last 18 months, Asmat Khan has been on the ground in Iraq, investigating civilian casualties
0: in the war on ISIS.
1: And he pursues an engineering degree at Western Michigan University.
0: In 82, I got married, and my wife, she joined me in 82. How did you come to meet your wife? Okay, my wife is my cousin, so I've known her since we were children. Ah. She is four years younger than me. So after I broke up with my girlfriend, Uh, They decided to get me married as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Your family? Uh, Yeah, my mother gave me a hint that she would like uh, me to get married to her niece. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she sent me her photos. And, uh, you know, I haven't seen her in four years. And growing up when you're a teenager, four years is a big time. Right. Uh, But she said, trust me on this. She's a good girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how it went.
2: And how did she adjust to being in the United States?
0: Actually, she adjusted very well, better than me, because uh, she became an Avon lady. Hmm. Yeah, she was doing very well. I mean, first of all, she tried to convince me of this Avon, and I didn't know what was Avon. So she said, well, I'm going to get catalog, and then I'm going to go in our apartment complex <laughs> selling cosmetics. And uh, she did very well.
1: So in the U.S. and Michigan, uh, the two of them went to cocktail parties. They loved the movie Flashdance and would listen to the soundtrack on repeat. And sometimes in the living room, they'd dance to Lionel Richie's Lady.
2: Was there a moment where you noticed that this cousin who you hadn't seen for so long and that had had gotten older and who didn't really know probably all that well, will you notice that you actually loved her?
0: Yes. Yes, I did. At that time, we went, like, on a, on a tour around the United States in my car. Where did you go? All over, actually. I, I headed west to Chicago, then Colorado, all the way to San Francisco, down to L.A. At that time, I was 22, uh, and she was 18. We were on the trip for, like, 40 days, and... Uh, she used to sit be- behind me and stretch her feet between my seat and the door and I used to tickle her toes. that was a very romantic thing for me
2: mm.
0: <laughs> and uh, and that's where yeah we started falling in love and what's her name Mayada and they used to call her May in United States-hmm. She was beautiful. That was her. Mm -hmm. That was my wife.
2: Bassem, was the plan always to leave Iraq to study engineering and then return to Mosul to put those skills to use inside your own country?
0: At the beginning, let's be honest, at the beginning, this was my plan. But uh, Mm -hmm. after what happened to Iraq, I thought that I would stay in the United States and continue my education there. But uh, my father, he insisted that I should go back. And uh, our culture, well, what my father says then, it has to be done. So I went back. The first thing I noticed was there was a grim look at everybody's face walking down the street.
2: Just two hours ago, Allied air forces began an attack on military targets in Iraq and Kuwait. These attacks continue as I speak. Ground forces are not engaged. This conflict... Would you tell me about Tuka?
0: Well, Tuka was born in 1993. We had decided, me and Mayada, we had decided that we only want two kids. And I was very happy mm-hmm. when she was born because that was ideal for us, one boy, one girl. And I was so happy with her. She grew up, she was very, uh, she was very lively. Uh, she was full of life. She was full of life. And then uh, at school, they were complaining about her hyperactivity. Mm-hmm. So because of her, I had to be on the committee of uh, PTA, and I was the head of the PTA just to take care of her at school. Hmm. And uh, she will uh, brag about me being the head of the PTA. <laughs> One day, the principal, she called me to school. She said, listen, Bassem, I mean, you have to stop Toka from b- bragging too much about it. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: It sounds like she was proud of you.
0: She was very proud of me. She was very, very close to me. She took care of you. Yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she did.
1: So in Mosul, they started to build a life together. Basim's father owned property on this farmland in this part of Mosul called the woods. It's just forests of trees, eucalyptus, chenar, pine. And over decades, they start to build two villas, one for him and one for his brother Mohammed's family. It's a gorgeous respite from all of the other violence that had been taking place in Iraq, not just during the occupation, but particularly when ISIS took over.
0: Another major piece of what America
1: fought for in Iraq was lost today. Islamic militants seized control of Mosul, Iraq's second largest city with one and a half million... As many as 500,000 people have been forced to flee Iraq's city of Mosul after it became the second city to fall into the hands of Islamist militants. Thousands of Iraqi families...
0: uh, A rule by terror happening at the moment. You get caught with a cell phone in Mosul, you will probably die. It's that bad.
1: This was one place where they could go and be themselves. Tuka and Mayada were free from having to wear the niqab while they were at their house. It was one place where they weren't being monitored. Uh,
0: The house was surrounded by trees. We had a swimming pool. And uh, we just sit outside during, after sundown until uh, midnight. And it was a very, very nice place to be, very quiet.
2: Did you have that understanding that that the United States had drones in the
0: air and that those drones were were firing around Iraq? Yeah, of course. I couldn't hear the drone all day long. I couldn't hear them. And then sometimes fire fighter jets. But yes, I could hear the drones. They were all, all, almost every day, all 24 hours.
2: Blossom, if it's okay with you, I want to talk about the night of the bombing. Okay. Would you tell me the story of that night?
0: Okay, usually I'm home because of this icy situation we did not go out even if i go out i'll be early by seven or eight Mm -hmm. so i was home mayada goes to bed early because she wakes up early i usually i usually just watch tv for like until 10 or 11. toqa will stay with me either watch tv or on her mobile phone on the Mm -hmm. net, on facebook or something and then I'll go into my study. I have a big desktop computer, big screen. Mm -hmm. I have this habit of reviewing cars, and every night I'll just pick a car or two, like in BMW, Audi, Mercedes. I'll just watch six, seven, eight movies about one certain Uh type, and see what every person has to say about it. This was my habit. So at that night I must have been up until 12 or 1 and then turn off my computer and uh, check the doors everything is locked mm-hmm. turn off the lights go upstairs go to Toka's room check on her cover her and then just go into my bed and uh, lie down and uh, just fall asleep and
2: and then what happened
0: and then... Uh, Uh, I woke up, Uh, I can smell something, I can taste something in my mouth. The smell, this terrible, terrible smell. The smell, I I cannot describe it. I really cannot describe it. I can smell something stingy, very powerful, disgusting. And uh, I looked and I can see the sky above me. The ceiling has fell off my room. And for uh, like a minute, I really felt that I had a nightmare. I was in a dream. I did not realize what has just happened. But then uh, I looked left to my wife. I could not see her. I did not see her. All I saw was debris. Some parts of the ceiling had broken and fell on her. So all I see was cement and concrete blocks. I did not see her. So I tried to get up. My bed had broken into a V-shape. I felt something warm in my back. I touched my back and I uh, felt something gooey, gluey, that was blood. Mm -hmm. My foot was shattered, my left foot. Uh, I tried to get off bed, but I screamed. I did not realize it was my hip that was broken, but I knew there was something. And then I started calling my wife, and my daughter mm. no answer
2: the, this everything you're describing sounds surreal the waking up seeing the stars seeing wood and cement where your wife should be did you did you understand what was happening?
0: Yes, I knew. I knew the houses had been bombed. I knew we have been bombed. Of course I realized that. At that time I knew. But uh, the first thought that came into my mind is why? Why have we, why our houses have been struck? This is the first thought that came to me, why? God, الله, so Basim
1: wakes up in the Mosul General Hospital, heavy with bandages, his hip is broken, he's in incredible pain. And through this sort of mess of nurses and orderlies, he sees his brother-in-law, who tells him that Mayada and Tuka have died. That his brother, Mohanad, has died, and that his nephew, Najib, a teenager who Basim was really close to, had also died.
0: I lost my wife. I lost my daughter. Uh, this is life for me now. I just ask God to cleanse them in water and ice. This is the standard that we do for the death. Uh, I ask God to give to give them a better place than they used to be, give them better friends that they had, and that we meet when it's time for us to meet.
1: Within 24 hours of the bombing, a video appears on the YouTube channel of the U.S.-led coalition bombing Iraq and Syria. It shows black-and-white footage of a triangular compound farmland and two homes in the center the aircraft that's filming it is rotating above and you watch as one missile hits one of the houses and just a few seconds later another missile hits the other and you can tell that this was an incredibly precise hit it doesn't hit anywhere else on that triangular compound you see one home and then the other in a matter of seconds just disappear into puffs of black smoke
0: I was, I was in tears when I saw the movie. The precision of the bombing is unmistakable. I mean, two missile strikes, one on my brother's house and one on my house.
1: If you look at the driveway, if you look at the surrounding areas, nothing else was touched.
0: So how could this be a mistake?
1: This wasn't some mistake. This wasn't an attempt to hit an ISIS facility nearby they were targeted. —
2: And so the coalition led by the United States uploads videos like this, thinking that it's celebrating its own precision. —
1: Not only to show the precision of this campaign, but just how successfully it was going. U.S. military officials have repeatedly said that this is the most precise air campaign in U.S. military history. And it says it's killed tens of thousands of ISIS fighters. Their estimates are between 50 and 70,000 hmm. in Iraq and Syria. And in Iraq, only 466 civilians. That's a ratio of 0.6% of strikes, less than 1%, resulting in civilian deaths.
2: That is remarkably precise. Exactly. But Bossum's family members were part of those very few civilians killed by the American Air War.
1: That they counted? No. His wife, Mayada, his daughter, Tuka, his brother, Mohanad, and his nephew, Najib. They were tallied in that column of ISIS fighters.
0: That is when I decided that uh, I need to get justice. And I need to get answers to why why they did this to me.
2: Tomorrow an investigation into the true toll of U.S.-led airstrikes, and what happens when one of its victims demands answers. We'll be right back.
1: Tubi is the free streaming service that lets you watch your favorite movies and shows for free. So break free from subscriptions with Tubi and get instant access to thousands of movies and TV shows, always free. From blockbuster movies, nostalgic favorites, and binge-worthy reality TV to black cinema, Spanish language, and LGBTQ films, Tubi has everything you need. So download Tubi now and watch free.
2: Here's what else you need to know today. Four more women have come forward on Wednesday with claims that Roy Moore, the Republican candidate for Senate in Alabama, groped, forcibly kissed, or made unwanted advances on them. One of the women, Kelly Thorpe, who says she was pursued by Moore when she was 17 and he was in his 30s, told the Times that she asked Moore if he knew how old she was. Oh yeah, she remembers him saying. I go out with girls your age all the time. And the Republican tax plan is meeting uncertainty in the Senate. On Wednesday, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin became the first Republican senator to say he will not vote for the plan as it's currently written. And other Republican senators expressed serious misgivings over the cost of the bill and its effect on the middle class. Meantime, the House is expected to pass its version of the bill today. That's it for The Daily. I'm Michael Barbaro. See you tomorrow.
1: With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere, choosing Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC.